Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and if I could be any flavor, I'd be Tropical Skittles. I'm Ben, and if I could be any flavor, I would be plain. Like plain vanilla or like plain yogurt? Like, um... Or like an airplane. I'm thinking like those jelly bellies that don't have any flavor. What? Yeah, you know, remember, um... Did you ever go to the Jelly Belly factory? Yeah. Okay, you know how they have that bag of the bag of flops? They're like, fuck up, jelly bellies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's white ones that have no flavor. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and you, you can apparently buy them, you know, because they're trying to sell everything. So <laughs> you're they... flavor neutral is what you're saying. Yeah. All right, well, welcome back to your favorite coaster sucks. That's we right. We talk about roller coasters, and uh, we try not to be total assholes. Who am I kidding? We're total assholes. Assholes who are apparently old and grumpy and don't understand anything going on with the coaster kids nowadays. Um, yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. I, but that uh, likely means if you're listening to this, you're just like us. Or you have nothing else to listen to and you're still here, which if you're, if that's the case, that's cool. Yeah, we appreciate you hanging around. We smoke weed and have fun. That's, I think that's what everyone should be doing nowadays. Yeah, what, what's, don't try to get a TikTok career. Just, uh, just have some fun. Just smoke weed and have fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I always said. Just like my dad. <laughs> so. There is some news in the world of roller coasters. Yeah, shit's getting wild. It's, it's like interesting. A, it's like a movie script. That's the thing. Like if you go like one thing I notice is that if you go to Screenscape and you scan through all the news articles, it's it's like a fucking movie script. It's it's fu- kind of it's kind of funny. Um but yeah, it's just it's just so weird. This is just such an odd time, but uh yeah, so first thing I think everyone the biggest news this week was had to do with Bush Gardens. Um, not surprised with their with their announcements. Yeah, they have now for the third time announced the opening of Iron Gwazi. So, do you know what the reason for that is? Like, is there any backstory or anything like that? I suspect it's money. So it's just like the actual operating cost of the ride, like like staff. Is it like the because it's done right? Like the ride, the rides are running. They're they're already in that. They've already spent the money on it. It's just right, yeah, and like the CEO or COO or whoever already rode Iron Gwazi. Okay. So Maybe yeah, I'm he- not I'm not really sure, but my guess is money somehow. Yeah. Maybe it's um 
I mean, I don't know if I don't know if manufacturers can do this, but do you think the manufacturers are like until you pay us, like we can't, we're not going to give you the key to the ride? That's highly possible. <laughs> I th- that was my main suspicion. Yeah, imagine that shit. Like it's just you're just missing like the key or whatever, whatever turns the rides on. I'm assuming it's something, but I don't know if you recall the tale of slippery when wet at Hard Rock Park. No, what happened with that? That truly bizarre roller coaster with the Ferris wheel lift hill. Right. Okay. Right. So the rumor back then was that the reason that ride had so much downtime was not simply because of the Ferris wheel lift hill, which did have its own set of horrible, horrible issues. But because Hard Rock had not finished paying Premier who then locked Hard Rock out of the ride. So, knowing that that's something that has even conceivably possibly happened in the past, I'd say there's enough precedent there to go, yeah, that's highly possible. Yeah, no, that's probably... Can you imagine Alan Shilke just like standing outside of the park, just dangling? Just like, fuck you, pay us. Like the key to, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Fred Grubb and Alan Shilke are like on strike. <laughs> they they show up to the, to like the CEO's house. Just Break like through drive- the window. <laughs> <laughs> If Iron Gwazi, if you don't pay up, Iron Gwazi will not open. It's like, I'm going to shit on your doorstep. Right? They put they put a flaming bag of dog turds on the door. <laughs> God, that's got to be such an awkward position for for Bush. I, it's got to be money. That That's the only thing that makes sense. I th- yeah, I mean, because staffing, like, you got to imagine staffing wise, they could easily just shift staff from anywhere else. And, you know, we'll close, we'll sacrifice another ride to open a new one. Yeah. Right. Right. It's right. Like you could just take, um, like, I don't know, a few people close Shikra or whatever. Kumba. Yeah. Or whatever. Like a couple people that are sweeping garbage in the parking lot. Yeah. Cross train them. What the fuck? Yeah. There's something, there's something you can do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, um, so that's the same. This will, what is there's, oh, I can't talk. There's Iron Gwazi. There's Emperor. Icebreaker. Oh, Icebreaker. Pantheon. That's right. Oh, that's right. And Pantheon. Shit. Wait, wait. Isn't that. Oh, wait. Never mind. Bush. Yeah, it's all C's. Uh, Bush Garden, SeaWorld, all the same company. What are they owned by the same company now? Yeah, C's. Oh, fuck. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, that sucks. And uh, what's it called? Now, interestingly, San Antonio is getting uh, fucking, what's it called? Uh, Screaming Swing. Maybe, yeah. I suppose that one's an easy one to pay off. Maybe maybe they're like uh, they're playing Roller Coaster Tycoon and it's like, here, we can build a cheap flat ride and make some money quick, and then we can pay off the coasters. Right. Well, it's just interesting because 
all of those coasters were supposed to open in 2020, and the only one that actually did was fucking Texas Stingray. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I don't... It would suck if these don't even open. Like, I could definitely see that as a possibility. I mean... Well, the thing I'm wondering now is, like, how long can they legitimately kick the can for? You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking, basically, like, hear me out on this one. They... But do you remember maybe two, three years ago, the rumors about the surf coaster? Yeah, yeah. And like SeaWorld Orlando is supposed to be getting this amazing, innovative B&M. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, hold on. You're getting a little bit ahead of me. <laughs> now, they could put a ride, right, under construction and just like kind of leave it under construction, never fucking open it, and advertise it as opening next year for how many fucking years now? You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. It's like they're so basically out. they could get like three years worth of season pass sales for one ride. That's true. That's like some I guarantee some Deloitte or PWC consultant came up with that idea. They're I'm not like, saying it's going to happen, but now that we see the possibilities and it has happened, I could see it happening again where like they announce the ride's going to open at this time. It goes under construction and then they just take their goddamn time with it. Cause why not? Yeah. People are buying passes, you know? <laughs> I know. Watch Six Flags is gonna take a take one, and they're gonna start doing the same thing. They're gonna start announcing rides like two years ahead of time. Well, see, here's the thing though: is Six Flags. I actually will give them more credit in this case because they've done the same thing with Aquaman. But if you look at what they did with Aquaman, they didn't defer to 2021. In 2020, they deferred directly to 2022. That's true, yeah. They pushed it two years back, knowing. So they didn't They didn't say, like, we're going to try and get it open next year. They didn't even bother. No, they pushed it out two years dead set. So I actually will give them a lot more credit in this case. Yeah, Because, I mean, like, sure, you're pushing it out two years, but at least you're making a reasonable expectation, like a reasonable promise you can deliver on then. Yeah, right. I mean, not, yeah, Six Flags is like they're they're professional. I like given every all the different trends we've seen in the industry throughout the past 12, 18 months, I actually have to give Six Flags a lot of credit. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they have now announced that they're building a brand new completely brand new dive machine that's like, below vertical or beyond vertical which is like kind of crazy for bnm that's cool in its own way um definitely but just um like the fact that they're building a new bnm i mean cedar fair hasn't put money down like that since the pandemic right yeah disney is doing 
really what Six Flags used to do now. They're paying, they're charging for fast passes and they're building cloned rides. Yeah, it sounds like, um, yeah, I give Six Flags a lot of credibility in that. That's, um, you know, that's the thing, like for all the problems of Six Flags, you know, it's, I don't know, have you ever, um, has your bias of park management ever changed throughout your enthusiast hobby? Oh, Absolutely. I mean, I think it used to be really fun for all of us to just go and shit on Six Flags, and they deserved it at a certain time. Yeah. You know, but I think really in terms of, you know, thinking of ourselves just as consumers like any other park chain, you know, Six Flags to me in the past like 18 months has done more for the consumers. Yeah, right. Than any other park chain. Right, and it almost seems like their their bad history. They've they've definitely have tried to make up for it. Yeah, I um, think you know they've made up a lot of goodwill. I mean, the membership thing where they automatically bumped everybody up mm-hmm. that was that was nice. You know, I I don't well, I don't think I I definitely get the money value from my past like my memberships. I don't visit on a monthly basis. Or anything, I, I don't visit super frequently at Great America, but I have no problem paying the twenty-seven bucks a month or whatever it is. Because when I go, I know I get my skip the line passes. I can eat there. You know what I mean? So I don't feel. I feel like I definitely get my money's worth every time I go. Yeah, totally. Um, and as far as like park experiences, that day that we went was surprisingly pretty smooth. I mean, getting in, like just getting into the parking lot, getting into the park, um, using the season pass that I thought wouldn't work. I was like, and it it just worked surprisingly. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I've had really good experiences at Six Flags Parks recently. Um, Yeah. Now there is some news about season passes at Six Flags Parks. What's that? I don't know if you've heard about this. Six Flags is actually phasing out season passes. They're trying to get everyone to switch over to memberships. Oh, okay. So what they are now doing is season passes are only going to be valid at the home park. Okay, that makes sense. So to get access to the other parks, you're going to need to pony up for a membership. I think starting, you know, next season. It's crazy. It's going to the, like the... Netflix subscription model. It makes sense though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, whatever the average consumer going there is, is probably a teenager, young adult who doesn't have a lot of money. So it makes sense. But does it, does it come out the same? Like, do you always pay the same amounts at the end of the year, whether it's a membership or a season pass? Um, well, no, I think, well, if you get the basic membership, I think you maybe pay just a little bit more than what the season pass is. Okay. Huh. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, you're locked in for a 12 month period, but. Yeah. As far as I have seen, you know, from my experience, rates don't really go up. 
Yeah, I was just wondering if they like how they pull a gotcha on that monthly. Uh, member, do you remember getting? Didn't you get a membership like the first year they did it? Yeah, but it worked a little differently then. Because originally when they had it, it was really more like a layaway for a season pass. Yeah, right, right, right. That's right. I mean, it kind of worked, but also like it's a lot easier to just default your payments then. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I ended up at some point defaulting my payments on that one just because it was like, fuck it, year's almost over, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Huh. Whereas, like, the membership rolls over year to year. So you pay, you still pay the membership, though, even in the wintertime? Yeah. Oh, okay. But you're, you're only signed on for 12 months. So you could cancel after the 12 months is up. Okay. Interesting. I mean, pretty much, like, if you're going to visit... Six Flags, and that's any park, uh, the two two Six Flags visits, then it's probably worth it to get one, because they like include parking and shit, same way season passes. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, what they do you have, remember? And I gotta say, I'll give them credit too. They have a they have an actually usable app. Oh, that's right. That's that's okay. That's what I was impressed by. Remember that we were in the parking lot and I had the card and you were like, just use the app. And it was, it was just like create an account, scan your barcode. And I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. And just like, boom, right in the park. I was like, holy shit. Like, right. The the app. I mean, it's, it's some of the functionality is limited, but in terms of like, yeah, your pass is right there on your phone. They've done a really good job making everything a pretty good experience for the guests. Yeah, totally. Without, again, to their credit, without really doing a huge, like, jack up on the prices or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing, the only experience from that visit that I didn't like was the whole fast pass thing. We had to wait in line with the regular fast pass line. It seemed like that whole process is pretty straightforward and they could just do that with a kiosk or a, like they, they should. I, I agree. Hopefully they will automate some of that because I think that boils down to probably some sort of a staffing issue, but if they could find a way to, uh, you know, well, I almost say since they have a usable app now, if they could integrate your season pass onto the app to the point where you could use your barcode to just scan in for ride passes, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, cause if they, if the fast pass, um, does the fast pass employee at the ride entrances, do they do anything with those tickets or do they just collect them? I think since they actually have like a time on them, I think they might check the time. I think, yeah, if they, if anything, they confirm the details, you know, it's the correct ride, correct time, blah, blah, blah. But other than that, no. And it's like, I don't know, they could save a lot of money on paper probably too, by not printing off those stupid fucking receipts. Yeah, right, right. 
Yeah, and even if it was, um, even if you had to physically go to the, no, I mean you really don't need to, but yeah, it's like all right, I want to ride Raging Bull. Okay, it's available at three, five, and five fifteen. You just click it, and it's like all right, see you at five <laughs> o'clock, and then it pops up a barcode, and then the fast lane person just has a little, you know, basically a phone which is a scanner. You know, it seems pretty straightforward, or yeah. even. Or even like um, I was going to say with the fast pass staffing thing, they could just do it like a self-checkout where they have a room with four or five or whatever, six kiosks and then just one employee, you know, like standing in the middle to help people if they have issues. Um, yeah. Six Flags, if you could somehow put fast passes, flash passes onto the app, that would be great. I don't know if you're listening, but. Put the ability to not only purchase, but also use flash passes directly into the app to avoid having to wait in line to buy them or get the free ones and integrate it with the membership that you have. So that way, all you need to do is, like you're saying, schedule your ride time and then boop with the app and you're in in the queue. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hopefully, you know, maybe next season. I, I, I have my fingers crossed and I'm feeling really hopeful because like I said, six flags, like we've been talking about, we're, we're basically sitting here just, you know, riding six flags balls. <laughs> <laughs> we are but, licking, we are licking Mr. Six's nuts after waiting in line in the Batman tunnel on a hot day. I'm not, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Six Flags is is doing good. Now, on the opposite side of that, we touched upon it briefly, but I'm sure you've heard the Disney Genie Plus thing. What the heard fuck a bit is about that? that? Okay, so they they have changed up. First of all, no no more free fast passes. What? Out. At Disney World, no more free fast passes. They're gone. No, that sucks. Yeah, the only good thing is now. They no longer have like the booking window ahead of time. So is it it's you can get them instantly or like what's the. Okay, so basically now most of the rides, except for like they're kind of doing think of Cedar Point system. Cedar Point sister system of like (laughs) um, express passes. And then instead of having two tiers, there's like the one tier with most of the rides. And then that that upper tier with like the A plus attractions, there's not the the ones in the big category, right? We'll call that A tier. That one is you can add it on at Disney World for 15 bucks a day per ticket. And at Disneyland, 20 bucks a day per per ticket and it's most attractions they haven't said which ones but you know probably they they gave example of like big thunder mountain railroad so stuff like that you all right um someone's calling me shit ben's gonna take a work call i'll i'll just talk okay so 
Ben's going to mute out for a second. I'll just uh, keep explaining how the Disney Genie works for you guys. And hopefully Ben will hear a little bit of it as well. So anyway, uh, they've got the A-tier attractions, which is most of them. For example, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which are going to be under the category of Disney Genie Plus for $15 a day per ticket at Disney World, $20 a day per ticket at Disneyland. And that works like FastPass did, uh, except the added charge. Um, But more like the paper FastPass system, where you book a time in the app. If you're staying on site, it starts at 7 a.m. And if not, then it starts when you enter the park. You're eligible to start booking. You're only able to have one at a time, which is kind of an issue in a way. If you go on a ride and then the next one you want to go on has the next available window being three or four hours away, you might kind of be stuck not doing much spending money in the parks. That's the way it's really designed to work is to just get you actually riding less and spending more. Um, And then there's, of course, the A-plus tier attractions, which qualify for Lightning Lanes, which is the new name for the Fast Pass lines that existed. They will be renamed Lightning Lanes. And those A-plus tier attractions will be available at an individual upcharge only not included on the Disney Genie Plus. So they have not said what the amount will be, but my guess is it will be dynamic pricing. I think they have said it's going to be dynamic pricing. So going to be based on crowd volume, demand, etc. So um Rise of the Resistance on 4th of July is going to be mucho dinero versus on some random Tuesday in February where it'll be much cheaper because the demand and crowds will obviously be lower. Now, they haven't announced all the rides that will fit into the A-plus tier category, but they have given the examples of Rise of the Resistance, um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Slinky Dog Dash, um, uh, Spider-Man Web Slingers, and uh, Avengers Campus. So, and uh, what's it called? Uh, Radiator Springs Racers. Those are the example A-plus tier category rides to be included in Lightning Lanes. So those, and those are going to be limited to two per day per guest. So that is the new Disney Genie Plus system and Lightning Lanes system explained. Now, here's a question for you guys, listeners. How do you feel about this? Like I said, I think this is really ultimately designed to get you to ride less and spend more. Because as pointed out, the gaps that will likely be created between booking windows will... And of course, if you've been to Cedar Point or other Cedar Fair parks or even Disney prior to the pandemic... You know how preferential the expedited queues are to the standby lines. So this will cause, of course, more of that to be happening. So to the way that Cedar Point typically will fill, I I usually see in my experience, it's two, roughly two cycles. It's like a two to one ratio in the expedited queue versus the standby queue. 
So it'll be two full cycles of expedited queue and then one cycle of standby queue. So, you know, uh, you're talking just longer waits all around, both for the people with expedited queue passes and for people that are doing standby queue because they don't want to spend the money or they have a, a, a gap in their fast passes windows that they're trying to fill. Um, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. Cause it's really, it's another measure of trying to basically take your clientele base, hang them upside down by the ankles and shake them for whatever they got. Except there's gotta be a more updated metaphor for that. Like that works to say like, uh, catfishing maybe. I don't know. We got to figure this one out. Right. There's got to be a more current metaphor because nobody carries cash or change anymore. And even if you did, it's not going to it would be rare that taking all of it would even touch the type of damage that Disney actually will like a a Disney vacation will do. You know what I mean? You're not going to carry four thousand dollars in cash for a a two person's three day trip to Disney World. Uh, Maybe you do if you're. I don't know. I'm rambling at this point, just filling time because Ben's not here. Um, but I think this will be more entertaining to just leave in my entire monologue while Ben is taking a work phone call. The more I've been listening to sports radio, the more I've been learning how these guys just fill time. You know, I did radio when I was younger in high school, so uh, I have fun doing this. And so I can uh, emulate that a bit by uh, avoiding dead air. Only problem is I don't have like a nice board in front of me. Perhaps at some point I've been looking at getting one, but uh, if I did, I could, you know, have a drop in ready, some sort of add a cutaway. Uh, Maybe Ben and I should do comedy sketches again. We haven't done that in a while. We could get back to uh, doing some comedy sketches. I could drop in a sketch or even reuse an old one. Maybe. Um, Yeah, I don't know. We've done some fun ones in the past, so I am about to take a quick break to take a hit of cannabis. Join me, will you? This is Cannabis AMS AMR AMR I'm now holding in it, 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 holding in it. I've just exhaled, just exhaled, just exhaled, just exhaled, just exhaled, just exhaled. Me, me, mama, me, mama. Okay. Okay. Holy shit, Zach. Ah, fuck. All right. All right. Ben's back. Ben's back. Okay. All right. Uh, Sorry to... What were you doing? Jerking off? Yeah. Okay. Cool. But I finished twice, so we're good. I was talking for a long time and then I was like, I can't talk by myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to do on a podcast. I probably went for a good three, four, five minutes. I don't know. We'll see when I'm editing. Nice. At some point, I kind of just stopped. Um, so we were talking about things. Yeah. Walt Disney Company. Genie Plus. Genie plus shit. Okay, so here's the quick rundown for you. Here's how it works. Picture, uh, f- what the fuck is it called? Fast lane at Cedar Point. Mm-hmm. 
basically that same setup with like the A tier attractions and then the A plus tier attractions. So like most of the attractions are in that A tier. So that's what they're doing with Disney Genie. That's the one or Disney Genie Plus. That's the one that's 15 bucks per day per ticket at Disney World. So it's most of the rides, I think. But on the downside, it works like the old paper fast passes where you could only have one at a time. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. But then the real big change is that those A plus tier attractions, those are going to be done individual a la carte only. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. So you pay like, you're like, I'm going to ride Space Mountain now. So I'm going to pay 20 bucks. Yeah, but it'll, it'll be dynamically priced. Okay. But it'll only be like, they gave examples of like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Rise of the Resistance, Radiator Springs Racers. Mm -hmm. Like the new and highest in demand rides. And they haven't announced the pricing, but it's going to be dynamic. So obviously based on demand and, you know, guest volume. That'd be interesting to see. I don't know. It's almost like they're coming up with more and more ways for me not to be able to visit Disney. Well, I was saying as I was talking through all of it, that I think it's a really genius way for them to get you to ride less and spend more. Yep. Exactly. They do the preferential. They, they do the loading where it's like Cedar point where it's like two full cycles of preferential queue to one cycle of standby queue. Yeah. Which like, Oh my God, the worst experience of that in my fucking life was that was on the beast where they had someone who like there was a, a fast lane employee who looked like they were new or you know didn't really care or too they were like too they were too shy to tell people to stop kind of so it was like two three full trains of a fast lane just cycling them through and then they would have like a half of a train of standby it was so fucking ridiculous yeah so it's going to be a lot of that a lot of long standby. Um, and of course, with the limitation of only one at a time, that means, you know, you're going to have gaps in your windows. Yeah. So you're going to have to go to a restaurant or a shop or. Go in your car and. Uh... Smoke a bowl. Yeah. Go to the car, smoke a bowl. That's, that's a good idea. Um, and then also because of the limitation of the A plus to a day, you know, it's going to make it like, oh, if you want to go to every park and ride all the good rides, you need at least two days at every park. Yeah, right. So like a Disney World vacation is now up to in eight days just of parks. I hope the economy crashes. I mean, I, I say that obviously as a joke, but, you know, it's Disney. This shit's crazy. Like Disney, I, 
nothing seems more unobtainable to me now to visit than Disney. Remember when it was all innocent and fun and cute back in like 09? (laughs) It was still fun. Well, I mean, like, I mean, here's the thing. The park is still fun. It's just like, I don't know. It just, it's like such a hassle. Like this idea of getting certain resorts and there's all these like different clubs that you have to join now. And then there's the, the, just these weird transportation things you got to be aware of. And, and, and now this fast lane thing and then ticket tiers. Um, Do you know how fucking old you sound right now, Ben? I don't care. I'm embracing it. This is, this is, this is a bit for the podcast. This is not, I just want you to be aware that you sound like an old fucking man right now. You sound like a fucking boomer. I promise this is just a bit for the podcast. This is not real life. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I Like, um, okay, like when we went to Disneyland in 2009, it was such an easy, hassle-free day. We got a, we got one ticket. We walked into the park. We, we got the fast lanes, paper fast lanes. It was nice and easy, fun day. But... Yeah, we also had a friend to comp us in. True. <laughs> but here's here's a tip. Make a friend. <laughs> here's a Disney pro tip. Make a Disney friend. <laughs> they actually like put that on their ticketing website thing. It's like you can't afford right? us. like like you watch one of those like uh Disney food blog Tips only Disney pros know or whatever. Yeah, right. And it's like tip number one: make a friend who's a cast member. <laughs> <laughs> For better benefits, date them. Here's a link to Twitter, or here's a link to uh, to Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'm telling you this legitimately. We ha- we do a podcast. I think we're doing one right now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and uh, we have some we have some listeners and friends down in Orlando, so you know maybe th- exercise those avenues if going to Disney World seems like such a hassle. Yeah, that's I think that's the way to go. So I'll, I'll take that. I'll take back what I said. And that's my that's my advice for everyone listening to this: make a friend that works at Disney World. <laughs> Make a friend that works at Disney. <laughs> Gyrations. That's what it's all about. It, it's kind of a scary thing to ride on. It, it's kind of a scary thing to ride on. We only built part of the ride. It's not really hard to bend this thing around and, and turn it into, you know, our, our normal loop, like sort of like that. Bend this thing around. Visualize, you know, I can picture something coming down here and dropping down quickly and around. Coming down here and turn that over to the engineering department, guys, and they turn it into real gyrations. That's what it's all about. It's pretty hard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Zencaster lately. I, I actually, I have an idea. They have this podcast board. It costs some money, but I could maybe get it. What is it? It's like, basically, you can route in audio. So, like, we could just use a free VOIP and do this. 
anyway and it it it's it's more like a actual radio board okay so you can i could line it into the computer and we could just do a call over like fucking zoom or whatever and it'll get the same quality audio and yeah. then we don't have to pay a fee month over month for oh. zencaster well you're oh, real quick do you see the audio bars does it look like mine is moving faster than yours yeah, but also like I think that it balances it out. Okay. It looks <laughs> like dueling damn. dragons right now on the lift hill. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it reminds me of. <laughs> We're such fucking nerds. Um when are they gonna relocate dueling dragons to Kenobles, damn it? I don't know. It better be soon. Kenobles, let us know when dueling dragons is gonna open. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I wish I could ride that ride again. It's uh the only thing I didn't like about it was the color scheme made it look weird for some reason. Um but it was uh it was a good old snappy BM. Yep. They don't um, they don't let they don't make them like they used to. Like for real, they really don't. No, they don't. Although um, someone actually pointed out on Reddit, and I don't know how true this is. That I, reach, I already hate what you're gonna say. What's that? <laughs> Whatever it is, fuck Reddit. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say I, I saw a comment, and I, I don't know how true it is. I did not fact check it, but it was about um, oh fuck. Um, it was about um, I lost what I was gonna say. Oh, how B&M were... Apparently, they were getting their designs by Werner Stengel. And then when they stopped working with Werner Stengel, that's when their layouts changed. So Interesting. Maybe, maybe it was Werner Stengel who was just... you know, Maybe he was like cracked out in a back room <laughs> doing all these designs. And that's why they were so good. He's like, fuck yeah! <laughs> he had a really bad temper. You can see, you can feel his temper in the transitions of Montu's Batwing. What do you mean? Well, boom, boom, boom. You're, you're still there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what What do you mean, Werner Stingle had a bad temper? I don't know. I'm just making shit up. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like there's like a rough spot or some shit. Oh no! Just no. I always just I feel felt like Schwarzkopf like, had a temper. He's like, "I'm going to kill these people." Oh, you know what? We got to bring this up quick um, before I'm interrupted by work shit again. So, um, oh my god, um, this is so stressful. Okay, so um, uh, I think it was Scott. Scott was wondering about the euthanasia coaster. And I, I think we should avoid part of the question because I think this could get very dicey with like ethics okay. and stuff. First, first things first, trigger warning. <laughs> what? Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wants us to talk about putting where, if, if a park were to build a euthanasia coaster, like what, where would it go? And like talk about the like the patrons and stuff like that. So I think to okay, avoid first of all, to avoid potential canceling, 
How about which Let's manu- start with this. Yeah. No park would build it. It would go to like I don't know if you've ever seen an ad for like one of those cancer treatment centers. It would go to a place like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, what park is going to install a coaster that actually kills you? I mean, I could see I could see like Stan Checkets building one on their field in Utah just for the hell of it. And they're like, we're going to put a check it oh. out. We're going to put a dozen of eggs in the seat and then we're going to watch them all get crushed. So so we're saying that Stan Checkets is building like Nightmare of Dreams. A yeah. field of nightmares. You know, dude, that dude seems crazy, and he seems like a lot of fun. Instead of baseball players coming out of corn, it's just like fucking wheelchair patients, (laughs) handicapped people (laughs) getting fucking murdered on a roller coaster. And Stan Checkets is just like, "Eh, if you build it, they will come. (laughs) He's like, well, it's still, it's like, it's business. Purely business contract. Um, but it's <laughs> like it it's like it's like um all the all the fucking retirement homes that bus people out to Vegas. Yeah, they like bus them out to Vegas, and then they're like, "Final tour, Utah." <laughs> Think about that though. If you're if you're like I don't know, let's say you're in your mid nineties, right? And and I don't know, maybe. COVID's going on. You're like, I don't want to get COVID. I, I just, you know what? My will's already set up. I got that. I got that straightened out. Um, I'm just going to have fun. Let's have some fun. Let's, let's, let's take a couple pills and let's go on the euthanasia coaster. I mean, that'd be a kind of a good way to go. First of all, I'm going to have to say we have to scratch Utah. Too many religious laws. Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking this is a Texas roller coaster. <laughs> Texas has a lot of land, and uh, as long as it's not marijuana, they don't really care about what you do. Right, right. And uh, they even build a really specialized like marble plaque that says, Masks Not Required. They're like, they're like, no vax required. <laughs> no vax, no problem. <laughs> euthanasia. <laughs> I always like the name euthanasia. Like the so, Megadeth album? Yeah. No, I mean, I always, whenever um, I would hear people say it, some people sound it like they're literally saying like youth in Asia as like as how, like how they pronounce it. And that one, that one always trips me up. <laughs> I'm against euthanasia. What? Why? <laughs> you can't have them killing people. Whoa, dude, that's fucking racist. <laughs> right. Oh fuck, man. I think I gotta. Ah, oh, shit. Sorry, I, I we're doing this during work is really difficult. Oh, really? Yeah, it's when, like when it's do you almost, not work? 
it's almost like I have, it's almost like, you know, they're trying to push all these like responsibilities and things to do while I'm getting paid. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Well, here's, here's the thing I'm submitting to you though. When do you not work? Um, between seven and 11 PM and Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Well, then maybe we ought to try to do this later next time. So, um, you know, the, pro- the problem is, is, here's the problem is like, I, I, ha- I look at my calendar and it's clear, but it's almost like I, I, it's like a false, it's like a false hope because, um, God damn it. Well, let's not get into how the sausage is made while we're recording. Um, I will say this, this has turned out to be one of the, probably one of the most candid episodes we've done in a long while. Yeah, actually, I I kind of enjoy talking about roller coasters. This this, se- this felt a lot more like us just having a conversation like normal. Yeah, yeah. Rather I think, than I will say, from a personal standpoint, things are back in the groove. Life is on track again. Things are a little more stable. So, can you imagine if we would have been doing a podcast fucking four years ago? Yeah, it probably would be not too great. Or yeah, I take it back. Like, it would start off really, really amazing, and then something would happen, and yeah, we'd have probably stopped, and or there would have been like some really bad episodes that we would have been like, let's get rid of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, um. I think we left off actually talking about Mount Olympus, right? <coughs> well, we got um, unfortunate news from Mount Olympus. There is apparently an accident. Without the details, I probably try shouldn't speculate, but apparently, according to a scanner, someone fell off of a roller coaster. But that could mean literally anything being that everyone calls everything a roller coaster. And this but, is late breaking news. We're recording this right before uh, its release today on Friday, August 27th, 2021. Yeah. So we don't, there's nothing new um, other than that. I guess I'm not surprised. And I think if you go back historically through our show, you can see that we have been predicting this in various ways for uh, we've been on, we've been doing this show for almost two years. I'd say for almost two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm always amazed too, by people who don't really know much about the park and they go for the first time and they share, they share the same thoughts. So, Oh man, did you see El Toro Ryan's video of his first visit there? Yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yep. 
me watching me watching people's videos like vloggers going to mount olympus and seeing their reactions that it's like you and i are like um hank and dale and boomhauer and bill it's just like yep yeah and and that's the thing it kind of shows too that it's not just an over exaggeration like it's uh it's I don't know. It's wild. I I hope it wasn't. Um, well, I, I was just no. Thinking, we weren't. We weren't just talking shit to talk shit. We do that occasionally, but like legitimately, that place is the type of place where you hear someone fell out of a ride, and you go, "Yeah, it's just for the first time, really." <laughs> and um, this is the I second was, time. Technically, I was sure that it happened before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's what's crazy um is that i feel like if you're a theme park management and you allow two incidents where people fall off of rides you probably should not be in park management yeah i i i agree i think you know if someone gets ejected from a ride then you should probably get ejected from your job yeah man fucking mount olympus is just doing everything that i'm not surprised that they are doing well actually actually here's here's the real series of events they they failed that business in chicago they then fled to the to wisconsin and bought a pile of dirt sold some hot dogs made some makeshift go-kart tracks out of lawnmower parts, got lucky and bought a failing water park next door to these go-karts, um, started a monopoly <clears throat> by buying up all the old mom-and-pop hotels, um, neglected a theme park for over a decade, and now have led to two people getting ejected from their rides. I feel like the empire of Mount Olympus should be coming to an end, but unfortunately it's probably going to stay around for a lot longer than anyone wants. I feel like if that guy, Nick doesn't go around calling himself big chief, then what is it really all for? I said, if that guy, Nick doesn't go around calling himself big chief, then what is it really all for? Big. He's like, yeah, oh, gross. It's probably what he says when he's like having sex. Call me Big Chief. <laughs> he's like, he gets like all stressed out. He smokes a cigarette, kicks a dog. He's like, they're like, uh, somebody fell off a ride. He's like, ah, god damn it. Lights up, lights one up. <laughs> dog gets kicked. <laughs> Yeah, he probably, like, whenever he gets into an... That's probably what happens. Whenever there's an accident, he doesn't have any cause of concern. He's just angry. He's like, fucking kid. Yeah, because it's like, ah, shit, that's two days worth of profits we're going to lose in a lawsuit. Yeah. And then he walks up to the employees. He's like, what happened? And they're just like... "Mm." They just kind of, like, turn around and then, like, sit down in the station... Yeah, they like start reading a magazine. <laughs> it's like, did you did you call the ambulance? It's like, um, yes, we call three one one. 
He's like, cool, whatever. He's like, so what happened? He's like, they're like, there was a kid sitting there when it left, but now there's not. He's like, okay. <laughs> where Where's the kid? <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't know. We sent the train around again. We thought maybe he'd be back in it. I, you know, it's funny. I could definitely like see them cycling it empty after someone fell out a ride. <laughs> oh my god they they like ride on the train they're like alright go look for him they like get on the train <laughs> god I don't I don't want to say no I can't I can't say what I'm going to say but like I hope that this is sort of going to um, I don't know they need they need to learn a lesson they need a massive lawsuit they need to just get completely destroyed to where they have to, um, I don't know, hopefully sell off some of their assets or clothes or go out of business. That'd be nice. Imagine how, dude, imagine how great that park would be if it was owned by SeaWorld right now. Nah. I think the only park, the the only chain that could do decent with that park would be Hershend. That's true. Yeah, Hershen would make it. I feel like they could make it pretty nice. That would be cool if if they bought that place. That I would be so happy. Yeah, because all they would need to do would be spend a whole fuck ton of money renovating all the hotels. <laughs> yeah, right. And the thing is, is that they don't even have to spend that much to do that. It's a pretty easy. Um, like they've they've put no money into these hotels. They've actually they've they basically just take the sign down and then put up a piece of plywood and then get a uh, a number so it's like Mount Olympus Resort building number 13 i want to say that shit goes up to like in the 40s good or, god and it's like every little hotel in the dells yeah so you could be like 3 miles away from the actual park <laughs> And like, should... yeah, like Hershend would be good for it because I think what they would do would be to sell off all those fucking properties that are like way the fuck away from the park. Yeah, it's like demolish the the decrepit hotels and just sell the lots. Yeah, yeah. And then like focus on the hotels that were close to the park, and like getting the park and the water park up to like, you know, some kind of standard that was more current than like 1985. Yeah, they they could add some actual theming, make the entrances pretty nice. I think what they need to do is just um, they need to get rid of that entrance that's by um, by Hades and Zeus, and just have one bigger entrance more by um, I guess more by like Pegasus or something. Just so just so you don't have that stupid ass hill when you first get into the park. Yeah, I agree. One main gate. And like, get rid of the the fucking Parthenon or whatever that indoor thing. Fucking god damn it! Get rid of that shit. It's just a tent. It's like a, it's a tent with, uh, it's like a circus tent with. You know what? I don't even. It, you know what tent it is? I feel like it's one of those, um, like uh, it's one of those, like it's like a garden tent. It's almost like the tents they use in agriculture in wintertime to cover shit. 
And then there's just uh, those fake styrofoam pillars in front of it. It looks like yeah, shit. Yeah, it's terrible. They need to get rid of that. Um, get rid of like most of the go-kart tracks. Yeah. Like there's probably two of them that would be worth keeping. Because since they modified a bunch of them, they're shitty, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not fun anymore. So you keep one or two. And then I think they could really do something with that property. Yeah, that's just it. Like, it has so much potential. It it, it's gets, it gets so much visitation that it could be... I mean, like, Noah's Ark is the perfect example of that. Like, that's for a water park. Noah's Ark is pretty awesome. Um, and I was about to say, step number one, invest a fuck ton into the water park. Modernize and be competitive with Kalahari and um, Wilderness and Noah's Ark. You know, because water parks make money way more than theme parks do. So if Hershen stepped in, renovated the shit out of the, pretty much you'd have to like do like a, almost like a complete rebuild because they haven't done shit to that water park. Yeah. I mean, so they're, they have, I mean, they have modern, a modern slide complex, um, it's the it's that family land side that's all shitty that they could definitely yeah. just redo. And there's sorry excuse for an indoor one. Yeah, right. So that shit was new in I wanna say ninety like ninety seven or ninety eight. I actually remember going there when it first opened in the wintertime. And it's just weird going back in there because it's exactly the same. It's it's pretty bad. And it's like, like at that time, the Dells was almost trying to compete as a family attraction with like Las Vegas. Well, they were super family oriented, so they were like, well, that's but the Dells was always like that, though. I mean, the Dells was always kind of um, was like Pigeon Forge of the North for quite a while. And then what ha- what happened was that they were trying to get people up there in the winter time. And so that sort of started the whole indoor water park craze. Um, I think what's, what's kind of interesting though, is how the whole, I guess, natural part of the Dells is kind of unknown at this point, sort of like, um, you know, no one really goes to the lake anymore or watches a water show. Or the I went on season. I went on the ducks when I was a kid. Nice, yeah. I survived. <laughs> that okay, ducks accidents are fucking crazy to me. How like how I guess yeah, whatever. Loosely say dangerous, but how many accidents those things have blows my mind. That really bad one in Branson was like holy fuck. Yeah, and what happened with that one again? the boat started taking on water because there was like crazy rain and like the windows were like you couldn't open them oh okay because of the like roof yeah oh shit like the windows were either open or closed 
So like on a rainy day, like it was, they were like, nope, they're just closed. So by the time they were like taking on water, they couldn't do shit. Yeah, I know. Cheery shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move into some positive areas, maybe. Well, okay. One more, a little, one more dark thing. So there's always been the question of which roller coaster fucks. And I think that definitely goes to Dota Dompa, considering it, it broke. It's like breaking oh, bones. Oh, yeah. It'll th- that'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll throw your back out. <laughs> and <clears throat> it's also funny. Someone pointed out, I think, on the on the Discord about how all the news footage and all the clip arts and, or the the article images is always the old top hat. Probably because it looks like a giant penis. So there it is. Dota Dumpa is the one that fucks. And what's funny is it went from being a giant dick to being a giant pussy. You know that? It, uh, yeah, that loop is pretty. Uh, ass, but that'd be a really like gaping ass. I mean, it's it's Japan. Which means it should just be pixelated. That actually be a pretty funny Photoshop. It's just a picture of Dota Dumba's loop, but pixelated. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. <laughs> with an uh, egg, you could do that for a few rides. You could do that with like Dragster, and Dragster might look interesting because it's <laughs> if you pixelate the the yellow and the red, you get kind of a fleshy color. Yeah, but it's only funny for um, the ones in Japan. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I got over there. Um, you could do um, Takabisha. <laughs> oh yeah, I know it's I know it's torn down, but that um, whatever that Zatern coaster with the giant rocket ship. Oh yeah, 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 Space World. Yeah. Which that hyper coaster, the arrow one there looked amazing. It looked it was like part Magnum, part Anaconda. Yeah, it looked it was odd. It was an odd ride. Or it yeah, was like what what arrow hyper coaster wasn't odd? True. I yeah. mean Magnum is really fucking odd. Like how do you completely biff the airtime on the first hill? but then like end up yeeting everybody on every other hill. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's magic of co-hangers. That's what I'm saying. Although I don't know the, I, the first drop on Magnum has some good airtime in the back. It's got that really, I feel like it, it's really long and sustained. It's like a good, yeah, flow. but it's not as good as like demon. All right. Yeah. Cause like, Demon and like a lot of the corkscrew ones in the back row will fucking yeet you like up against the tops of the shoulder harnesses. Whereas like you don't get that on the first drop of Magnum. You only get that on the return bunny hills, which is weird because I think that like, like the shuttle loops too. 
in the back row when you're going forward or the front row when you're going backwards. You know what I mean? Those also have the same type of airtime, like that ex- insane ejector on the drop in the back row. Yeah, right. So like that, those moments, I think, honestly, might be more intense ejector to me than Magnum even. Yeah, that's definitely, <clears throat> yeah, especially Demon. It's almost, um, it feels accidental. It, I think it really is, but because it's, it's crazy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they, apparently they've modified. I mean, I definitely felt it. But I wasn't sure if it was original or not. They, the first drop on the one at California Great America, to where there's no airtime in the background on that. Ugh. Because uh, like, yeah, and I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, honestly, like Raging Bull and Demon in the back row, prob- pretty comparable in terms of like airtime and experience. Yeah. Like no, a mount. Obviously, you get you know more of the feeling of the airtime on Raging Bull, but like if you're really paying attention, you fucking get annihilated in that backseat on Demon. Yeah, that's why I'd, I wish the Giga Coasters had that little dip. That'd make that drop so much crazier. Right, a a pre dip. Where you're able to get enough speed. Or even like on Demon where it does a turn. I would love to see a BNM Hyper or Giga do like one of those. Like a pre-drop and then like a little turn. Yeah, kind of like um, Moodyus to West is like that. Yeah, yeah, like a little quarter turn or something. But the thing is on the floorless coasters and the looping coasters... B&M's the, the back row never really has that like crazy airtime moment on the first drop. Yeah. Cause like, I think it's because the first drop on like all of those are at much lower angles, like less steep, you know? Oh, right. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I've been on, like Georgia Georgia Scorcher is a good example. You know, stand up coaster, and it's got a f- straight first drop with a pre drop. But you really don't get airtime on it like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's enough. I do remember, though, if you sit in the back, you can jump up and kind of float. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but yeah, you have to actually, like, do something to get that kind of air time. You know what I mean? It's a very minimal float, you know? So I think that with arrow, yeah, it definitely must've been accidental. And I agree. Yeah. Putting one of those little pre drops and a turn or something on a hyper or giga would be insane. I bet when they designed that, they had a threshold of how much airtime they want to put on a rider. And then it was more like, all right, well, we have to fit it in this area. And it's like, well, it's it'll be okay. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah, they probably like they're probably like they it's definitely not like zero G. 
it's probably more like 0.7 or 0.5. Yeah. Where it's like less than one, but not zero. And it's not sustained. Like, I need to get on Goliath at Georgia again. Because it was not performing great when it's only half full. Oh, right. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I feel like though that ride in Nitro are really hit or miss. Plus, we had to ride in row two. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Which is like, you know, because of the zero cars on B&Ms, that's like you're basically in row three. Yeah. And when they're running at half capacity anyway, it's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> row three. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Um, also, another p- problem with that judgment was I rode Mako just like two days before I rode Goliath. Oh, yeah, that'll Mako, Mako is really is good. Like, yeah, dude, Mako is like on another level than like most of the other B&M hypers I've been on. Right, yeah. I feel like, yeah, Mako... So Leviathan rides like Mako. Okay. But for some reason, Fury rides like Orion. If that makes any sense. Dude. I want to get on Fury, but like Orion, we rode it in the back. And man, it does not deliver in the back row. That's a front row ride for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, um, the I'm trying to think, like, yeah, so because on Ryan we got it, we got a front row ride on it, and it was, you know, it's good. It's not, it doesn't suck. It's just, I don't know. It's like, a, it's, I don't know. My 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 take on it is like, I feel like that ride experience could have been delivered with a ride that's a hundred feet shorter than that. Like you, you didn't need to go to the giga height to make, to give you that ride experience. Yeah. Especially cause the first thing it does is that like giant weird turn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The wave turn. What the fuck? But it's not a wave turn. Cause you're not like getting airtime while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that uh it's like that raging bull turn. It is. It is. It's it's kind of just pointless. You don't do anything. You're just kind of banked high up in the air and it's like but you're not, you're already far away from the rides. So you don't really get the sense of height you do on the lift hill. Right, yeah. So you're just like, uh, okay." And then you do another turnaround. Yeah, it's like you basically do another wave turn. It's like you do. T- it's like you go down this drop, and then you do one bang turn, and then a second bang turn, and it's like, what? What's going on? And then you finally hit that speed hill, and there's like really good airtime on that in the front row. Yeah. And then there's that second hill, which also had really good airtime in the front row, but they do trim it, which sucks. And then and the then ride's it does like another over. fucking turn. And then it does another turn. And then there's a good pop of airtime in the front going into the brake run. But yeah. yeah, that's it. 
Yep. So it's like, yeah, it's good, but it's not great. If they would have done like more like um I think instead of the wave turn, it should have been more like that hill at the far end of Apollo's chariot. Um, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where it like is a regular hill, but then it drops into banking at yeah. the end of the hill. All right, cool. Um, so uh shit. Um Leave us a review on the podcast place that you play your podcasts at, and we appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. Five stars. Tell us the name of your favorite coaster, and we'll roast it next time. I don't know. Um, you can get in touch with us at at uh, on all the socials, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can hit us up. Your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. Give us a call. 312. Um, five seven two nine five five two boom still got it in there nice in the memory leave us uh leave us a voicemail y'all you know what i mean you know what i'm saying if you're um if you're having a really really bad day and you think of us leave a call leave a message yeah 312-572-9552. If you're waiting in line for a long time at a ride, <clears throat> hit us up. Leave us a message. Um, I want to thank, of course, all of our wonderful patrons over at Patreon. They make this show awesome. Uh, these guys are the shit. And if you want to join this illustrious list, get on over to patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks give you a shout out on the show we do um a zoom call and we hang out so we're gonna do that oh yeah hell yeah hell yeah so thanks to these guys samuel jacobson brian Cosson, chris dave coaster talk no bs zone keith irio coaster ferg davis skelton dan rafferty hemi sean brookheiser drew b gabriel ludwiski Nathan Slater, Brian Lewis, Joshua Knight, Luann Lewis, Scott Levine, Mikey Mayo, Michael Muldoon, Tristan Cox, Dominic P, Stefan Feinbaum, Daniel Puckett, Nathan Hart, Jonathan Hawkins, Jared Mullen, Brandon Carter, Ryan Shoemaker, and of course, our homie, Prairie Coaston. Go check him out. Um, shit, do we got anything else, Ben? Um, if don't you're, go to Mount Olympus, right? Well, I was gonna say if um, if you're late, if you've fallen off a ride at Mount Olympus and you're laying on the ground and you need a faster response time than EMS, uh, give us a call. We won't. We can't help, but we'll uh, we'll gladly take the call. Um, if you find yourself at Mount Olympus, do not bring your dog. That would be, wouldn't that be crazy if we, like, you find out out of the Mount Olympus uh, Empire, they own a dog kennel? (laughs) Or they have, like, a service in the park, you know, like a doggy daycare. He's like, all right, bring me one of them fucking dogs. (laughs) Poor doggies. I think the basic point here is fuck Mount Olympus. Yeah, they they need to be bought up. 
by somebody. Quick, do it. If you're listening, just, just, they, um, maybe they'll get into another business. Maybe they'll, they'll go from theme parks to something else. Trade them for a hot dog stand and a pile of dirt. <laughs> maybe they could like, I don't know, open a Taco Bell. They could go, you know, you know who might buy out Mount Olympus? Dan Cook. Who's Dan Cook again? The um, Alabama Splash and Adventure guy. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's perfect. That's like perfect uh, demographic. That I could really see happening. He could bring his own brand of Dan Cook, and then you can market. You can market to Mount Olympus, and like you could just literally um, market it as like you can market the new ownership aspect for years. Come back to Mount Olympus; it doesn't suck. Yeah, under new management, <laughs> is it better? It couldn't be worse. <laughs> I always, you know, speaking about Olympus, I always thought it'd be funny if they implemented their own version of of a fast pass. It'd be called an ass pass. Hey, give us fifty bucks, we'll let you cut the line. Hey, God, that'd be so horrible. They don't build a separate line, though. They just make you walk past everyone in line. <laughs> hey, you got to make it past everyone yourself. Hey, hey. That's probably that's how they would do it. They'd have no signage, no directions. And it's kind of just like, you know, whether if you make it up the exit, cool. If you go through the entrance, whatever, just give the pass to one of the employees and they'll um, kind of shrug their shoulders and then leave the air gates open for a few seconds longer. And if you get in, you get in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They'll see the wristband you're wearing and kind of just like maybe motion towards the ride. (laughs) And if there happens to be seats there, looks like you get to ride. (laughs) If not, sorry, pal. Should have asked old Ludafisk there if he would have been able to help you out in Hungarian. God, fuck that park. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope the I hope the incident wasn't serious. I mean, um, you know, maybe it's a water slide or a go kart. Hope you know. Hopefully, it's something gruesome, but. Um. Yeah, this this should knock them down a little bit. I I think they're done. They should. We should cancel Monolithus. We should uh, do a side series about Mount Olympus and frame it like Action Park. Um. Like like how so? Like in the way that like maybe we could make a marketable podcast. 
Oh, all right. I see. Yeah. yeah. That's what we should, we could have people call in, like contact people through Google review um, and then have people just call in and share their experience. And then how about this? We get a billboard inside of the Dells and it's like had a shitty day at Mount Olympus, call this phone number and then just collect messages of people venting about their day at Mount Olympus. We could do that, or I'm thinking more about doing research about all the accidents that have occurred there. You know, oh, like right. actually producing like a real podcast type of thing. Yeah, right. That'd be fun. Yeah. There's a there's probably a lot you can dig up about that place. That's what I'm saying. All you need to do is like go read old newspapers and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> we could we could find plenty, I'm sure, of just like accidents and sketch. Bad review of the day. And then actually go into the park and do a live trip report. We are live here at Saint at, at, at Satan's Anus. <laughs> <laughs> also known as uh, Hades the tunnel <laughs> how could that not be Saint- Satan's anus you know yeah it's like you're going through his intestines right the ride is called Hades and you're literally going into a hole like come on <laughs> Satan's two-way digestive system. <laughs> you go through one way, do a loop, come back, come back the other way. God damn. I mean, I think they do call it like the bowels of hell, so, you know. I wonder if um, anyone has a prank like Alan Shoki shit in the tunnel. You know, it'd be a really funny prank. If you took like chocolate frosting on a coaster with you. And then, like, during the ride, like, I'd steal vengeance or something in the front row. And then during the ride, you, like, open the the can or whatever and, like, start rubbing it on your upper leg and on the seat. And then when you get off, you're like, that ride was so scary. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of some, I don't know why that reminded me of something similar that happened back in 2008. Um, I mean, I understand that this is kind of a, whatever, but uh, my friend that we went on like a school trip to Mount Olympus and he took like a glow stick and he threw it off of the ride in the tunnel. And then when you, when we come back, you could see the like 
glow splattered on the wall. It wasn't very impressive, but imagine doing that with like something else. Like if you could get like chicken soup into your mouth (laughs) and you're just like, (laughs) and just really sell it. But that's why I think like fake shit would be easier. Just like, um, yeah, yeah. And then to really sell it, you could get some like liquid ass. <laughs> Put a few pieces of corn in it. <laughs> Just like smear smear some liquid ass onto the seat. <laughs> Shitty panties. <laughs> Two hundred bucks. <laughs> I just showed someone jizz for the first time yesterday. That shit's still funny in 2021. Yeah. uh. Oh, holy shit. All right. I'm getting hungry, man. I got to go eat some food. Yeah. I got to jump on a call myself. All right. Well, this has been uh, fun and discordant. And we'll do another one soon. All righty. All right, cool. Uh, until next time, we'll do this again. Until yeah. next time, thanks for listening, and your, your favorite, favorite coaster. Coaster sucks. Uh-